Drag Race 2020. Now, so far, you've all been safe from elimination, but that's about to change. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Sashay Away with Barry. I am very, very late with this podcast um, from episode three, The World's Worst. Um, I just haven't really been motivated to do it. Um, I've had plenty of time to do it because I am so somewhat homebound. I, I've been working from home for the last week, so I really have no excuse other than pure laziness and unmotivation, um, and that's all there is to it. Um, So here I am. We're going to talk about this episode of The World's Worst. Um, As we just heard from Miss RuPaul, uh, the queens are all together. Um, We had that big fake out from the previous episode, and um, we called it as it was. Uh, We kind of knew it was going to be a fake out, and it was. And um, nothing really came about it. They all hugged each other, and friendly with each other um so nothing really really happened with that um as expected in my opinion uh they just wanted you to think that it was going to be drama but it was not at all um but we get it so all the queens meet they start talking to each other um team one (laughs) i guess we'll call them the team from the first one i'm not that bitch Um, are much more confident than Team 2. Those from You Don't Know Me, it seems like, in the workroom. But it's hard to really tell because they are just there for the first time. Um, We find out that some of the queens are instigating already because they wanted to know if there were any fights. Um, The first team said, no, there weren't any, um, when we clearly know that there were between Britta and uh, Widow, as well as a little bit from Jackie and Widow just with the choreography, which now we know is not really real anyway. And uh, Team 2 wasn't afraid to say that Sherry and... um, Oh my god, her name has left my mind. Uh, Sherry and Jada, they did not uh, get along. They did not see eye to eye, I should say, on the choreography. So they all these fights, these fights, I'd say in quotes, um, are really just um, about that choreography in which now we know is not 100% real because a choreographer is brought in once they leave the stage. That is what we know and that is what we do. So the two winners, Jada and Widow, get to put the teams in order of their strongest competition to their weakest competition. But the twist is that they're doing the other ladies, the ones they did not work with. Um, So I guess they had some time to chat, figure things out because they went right into it. Uh, we got our first look at the pit crew. It was Jason and Bruno. Um, Bruno is kind of a new member. He has been on before because I've been following him for a couple years. And that is where I saw him for the first time. He is a super attractive man. I believe he's from Mexico because if you follow his Instagram, he's always there. Um, and maybe that's just because he's close to LA, but I believe he is Mexican. Um, he is super hot. And I am excited to have him as a member of the pit crew. Hopefully he will be around all season long, not like just little guest spots like he did last time. But Widow and uh, Jada get to be captains. They put them in order. And Widow puts Sherry Pie first from the other team and puts Aiden Zane as the last. Um, 
and Aiden was kind of an obvious last choice, I guess. Um, I didn't write down what the actual order was, but I think I have it right here. I think I recorded it. Let's take a listen. This week, the four team captains will be Widow and Jada. And the two queens they put in the bottom. Okay, so that wasn't it, but we're going to get right to that. Um, because then Jada puts them in order, and she put... Uh, Gigi first because Gigi was in the top and they learned that from talking and then she puts I believe Britta next and on and on and on I don't know who was next maybe Nikki and then Jackie I don't know Heidi and Closet end up in the last spot as the least amount of a threat and that really surprised me um because I think she has something special. I guess the girls aren't seeing it. I guess they're going off of her looks in the workroom because some of them, that's all they know. Especially Jada, they doesn't know what she did on the work runway. Um, but Heidi didn't have a problem because all she did was lean over to Jada and say, I've been watching you on TV for years. Um, and so that really, really made me laugh. Um, she gave herself a little fan, like she was overheating. It was adorable. Um, and just makes you fall in love with Heidi even more. Um, we are no longer saying Heidi and Claus, and I believe Rue said that, or she might have said it on the preview for the next episode, something like that. Um, but she hates her name, and we, we all know this, and wants her to change it, um, but we'll get to that in a bit. Um, so yeah, so what the twist is that the two people that won last week, Jada and Widow, get to be team captains. And then the other two captains are the two that they put in the weakest. So Aiden Zane and Heidi and Closet get to be captains. And that's where we're going to pick up right here. Aiden and Heidi. Losing is the new winning. That's right. Losing is the new winning. I was very excited. They kind of did this on... Um, Drag Race UK, um, I think it was the Vivian who had to put them in order, because um, I think it was week two, um, after the one challenge, and she put Scaredy Cat on the bottom, and then the two of them were team captains for the challenge that week, um, which was an, an acting challenge as well. Um, so here, we're going to pick some teams. Here you go. With Aiden Zane, I am going to pick... Sherry. Heidi, your turn to pick. Jackie. Okay. Four. Widow. Mickey, Mickey, Mickey. <laughs> Jada, you're up. Jan, I'm happy to take her. Aiden. I'm going to have to pick Britta. Yeah. All right, Heidi. I'm going to pick my girl, Gigi. Good morning, Miss Good. Oh, good morning. <laughs> the Widow Von Du. You know I gotta go with my Missouri sister. Come on, Miss Crystal Method. <laughs> Jada. I'm gonna have to choose my this is all of ya. <laughs> Who's left? <laughs> Just me and her. <laughs> okay, Rockham, since no one picked you, you get to pick the team you'd like to join. Well, I'm gonna pick my premier sisters over here yeah. with Miss Jada. Oh, I love her. So there's your teams. Um, I am not sure why Rock picked 
um, Jada's team to be on. That would have been the least favorite team I would have picked. Um, I would have probably gone with team number one, which was Aiden and Sherry and uh, Britta, um, because Sherry and Britta are super, super strong. Aiden's not so strong, but she picked strategically and picked smartly. Um, so I don't know. I don't. Ugh, it made no sense to me unless she, unless Rock didn't like Sherry. Um, that's the only reason I could think of because that's the only other person that she, on that team she met. It was also interesting that Aiden is the only one that picked uh, someone that is was not in her episode with Britta. Um, everyone else kind of stuck to who was on their sides. Um, so that was kind of interesting as well. I'm trying to, I must have missed someone because there was four, four queens from one, and then Sherry. Who was the other queen? Oh, no, Jada won. Sherry. Da, 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 da. Crystal was not there. Widow took Crystal and Nikki. They were all together. And Heidi took Jackie and Gigi, and they were all together. So that's six, seven. Oh, Aiden and Sherry. Of course. <laughs> I'm so stupid. <laughs> they were on the team together. So yeah, Britta was the only one that was not picked on to be on a team from her group, uh, which is kind of interesting. Um, I don't know if they just didn't like her or if Aiden just knew what she was doing and picked her teams. Um, so they're all, it, the challenge is it's going to be an improv challenge and clearly they don't know what improv means. They, by they, I mean World of Wonder and the whole show because improv is not scripted. I realized they were just given outlines, but it felt like they were given outlines and then the queens either wrote scripts or at least wrote material to use um, because some of them didn't seem to remember in quotes, their lines uh, during their challenges. And obviously the, the group that had to speak as one wrote stuff out to do. I think it would have been even funnier if they hadn't done that and they just actually tried to speak as one unit um, because I think that would have been made it even more funny um, as to see them trying to do that rather than to have like actual scripted lines to just slowly pretend to match words. Yeah, that's me imitating them. Anyway, we had three groups, I'm uh, sorry, four groups. Um, our first group we're going to take a listen to is the Del Rio Trio. Um, this is kind of a play on Bianca Del Rio's name, obviously, and also the Del Rubio sisters. If you do not know who they are, they are three old ladies and they pop up on randomly on television shows. They were on Pee-wee's Playhouse back in the day. They've done the Golden Girls and they are an actual trio that sings and they are old ladies. Um, so these are three ladies. I believe they're in their 80s and they are gonna show us their talent. Um, the talent needs to be the world's worst and it is a American Idol type show. We have Carson Kressley out as being Ryan Seacrest out in the lobby, talking to them, interviewing them. And then on a judges panel, we have Bossy Rossi, Ross Matthews, the 
extra spectacular Charo, who every time she's on the screen just makes me laugh, and Ornacia, uh, being voiced by Vivacious, who may have been calling in on an iPhone. I don't know. The, the thing was so terrible. I wasn't even sure that it was her and that someone was just there trying to imitate her. Um, I don't know why they didn't have Vivacious there in person wearing Ornacia because it just didn't make any sense to me. Um, and the way they recorded her voice was just terrible. Um, it was so bad. I even made sure to look it up to make sure that it was Vivacious and not someone else just pretending to be her and she is credited. So I'm going to say that it was her. Um, but let's take a listen to the Del Rio trio. Um, so that was them during their little interview outside. Uh, our Del Trio, Del Rio Trio was Heidi and Closet, Jackie Cox, and Gigi Good. Um, they did a great job. It was really, really actually funny. Jackie Cox kind of took over. Heidi and Closet is just a great entertainer and makes you laugh. And Gigi Good died in the hallway, and they brought her in a la The Weekend at Bernie's and pretend Jackie Cox make, pretending to make her talk. Um, was hysterical. It made me laugh. Um, apparently she wasn't really dead because at one point the other two fall down dead and she wakes up and drags them out at the end. Um, it made no sense to me. Um, I don't understand how she got away with being dead the whole time. I, I get it's a kind of a funny little trope that they did, um, a la Weekend at Bernie's, um, but she didn't do anything for 75% of the of the thing. They, she just stood, like, not even stood. They put her on a stool. She sat there. They propped her up. They held her. They made her mouth move. They talked for her. Well, Jackie talked for her. Um, and so I, I didn't understand why she was so praised for this. <laughs> um, but they liked it. Um, they thought she was, they, shoot, they thought she was good. Um, she didn't make it in the top like the other two, but that's, you know, because she was dead. Um, when Heidi took out the tambourine and said she's going to take us to church, I almost peed my pants because I thought it was so funny. She had a good time. She is super entertaining, and I look forward to seeing many, many, many weeks of her on this show. Our next group is the Squirrel Scouts. This is Widow Von Du, uh, Crystal Method, and Nikki Dahl. Um, this is a weird group to put together, but I'm, these groups, I think, are put together on purpose because they have costumes that they have to wear and these costumes are brought in they did not make them they did not bring them so they had to get them from people that fit the size um and kind of fit the um the story this there was this one that was specific there was a sexy one there was a pretty one and there was a drunk one um nikki did not want to be the the sexy one or the i don't know was it sexy or pretty i don't know um but she didn't want to do it because she thought it was too on the nose, and it was, and I kind of agree with her, but Widow wanted to be drunk, and she that was the end of it. She was, she was going to be drunk. That's all she was going to do. Um, 
So again, I think that's poor leadership on her part. Um, or really smart leadership because she knew that that was the role that was going to stand out. Um, and that's what she wanted it for. Uh, but their whole concept, um, I thought they were supposed to be doing something talent-wise for this. Um, but they didn't. They had a story that they were Girl Scouts that were left, that were never picked up at a bus stop. And that's how they met. And um, they lived in the wilderness. <laughs> they lived in the wilderness and that's... Um, and then they made nut butter and now they're going to sell it. So it's kind of like Shark Tank, I guess. Um, but I don't know what that has to do with having the world's worth talent. Um, Widow Von Du was funny as the drunk. Crystal Method really, really tried. Nikki Dahl was lost in this completely. She really had no part whatsoever. Um, the best part of this was they were talking about their badges and Widow Von Du touched hers and said, that's barbecue sauce. Um, that was the funniest part of it. And it made me laugh. And that's all I cared about. Oh, they also had a squirrel, a dead squirrel in a cage. It wasn't supposed to be dead, but it was like a taxidermy squirrel that they had in a cage. It was their friend. They had, there were noises put in by production to, for the squirrel. Um, at one point, the squirrel um, attacks Ross and then attacks Charo and Charo says, he got my teeth. Um, and that was the funniest part of this skit for me. Uh, but take a listen. And it doesn't start out well when you get your name wrong first. Um, and so that kind of is exactly where this went. Um, she didn't know the name of it. She corrected it and then kind of lost it from that point on. Um, so this one was not good. It was really, really bad. Um, but not the worst, because that's what we're going to go to next, which is the Fruity Patooties. And this is... Jada's team of Jada Essence Hall, Dahlia Sin, um, who else is on the team? Oh, Jan, and Rockham. Um, and I felt bad for Rockham because, you know, she was the one that didn't even get picked for a team. <laughs> um, so she already started out on a bad foot because the team didn't really want her, I think. And that showed a lot because she wanted to do one part and Jada said, no, that's my part. And she's like, well, you're the team, Rock said, you're the team leader, so I'll let you decide. And she said, okay, I'm gonna be the bad apple. And I was like, wow, she didn't even give her a chance. Um, so yeah, I did not appreciate that. Um, that's, um, I wanna say unsportsmanlike behavior because it's not really a bad thing because she knew it was gonna be a good part. She knew she would do well at it. I can't fault her for that. Um, but she didn't even give Rock a chance. She was like, nope, I'm doing it. Sorry, not yours. Um, and the whole concept behind these Fruity Patooties is that they are a group. Um, I don't know what kind of group, if they're a singing group. Um, but they're all dressed up like fruit, and I wasn't sure if they were supposed to be fruit or if they're just supposed to be like Fruit of the Loom characters. Um, but they are gay activists as well. Um, and Jan had one of the worst things when she introduced herself and said she was gay rape, um, because that sounds so bad. 
Um, and I can't believe they even let that air because it's really, really distasteful. Um, Rockham is the orange and uh, Dahlia is a broccoli. Why? Because she's not gay. She's a Brock ally, but she forgot to say that, so Jan threw it in there just to bring it up, um, because I believe that was a big part of their thing. Um, when Ross asked, why are you, why is a broccoli part of the fruit group? Um, and so that's why we find out. Um, the bad, the, the part that Jada took is the, the bad apple, and this is someone who was in the group but got kicked out of the group or left the group for some reason. Um, and we find out that it's because she has a big secret, and the secret is that none of them are really gay. So Ross asks them some really dumb stereotypical questions <laughs> um, to prove that they are not actually homosexuals. It turns into um, a food fight um, because they are all food. Um, so I thought that was actually kind of clever. I'm sure that was part of the brief and not something that they came up with, um, but it turned out to be kind of a a mess of a food bite even. Um, I will say that Bar Ross had the best line when Broccoli rammed the apple and he said, oh, she was Britney Speared. I cackled because it's funny, but it was Ross. It wasn't one of the group. Um, but take a lesson, listen and judge for yourself. Um, that sums up pretty much everything. <laughs> um, Jan was fine, but kind of non-existent in the whole thing. Rockham was actually really funny. She had the best fruit puns. Um, I don't know that she came up with them herself, but she delivered them really, really well, even for being, you know, the kind of the dead character of Orange. And Dahlia Sin was terrible as the broccoli. Um, she did nothing. She added nothing to this sketch and she just stood there wanting to be pretty, but you're in a fucking broccoli costume, your tits are poking out of it, um, you look ridiculous, and you had nothing to say. Um, this is the reason I picked her to go home first, is because she has zero personality, um, and cannot really, she's not really a great performer, um, can't really think on her feet at all. So that's why I picked her to go home. Um, I hated this skit, it was by far the worst in my opinion. Um, the standout of it was Rock'em. I'm going to say it. She was the best part of this skit for me. Um, but let's move on to our last one, which was Three Girls, One Brain. Um, <laughs> the whole premise is that these were three unrelated people that were, again, at a bus stop. This is our second bus stop of the night. And the bus stop got struck by lightning. And now they have one brain. There you go. That's the whole concept. Um, so they talk as one. Their, I loved their idea of costumes, of being still struck by the lightning, because um, I thought it was really funny. I was like, well, if this happened, you know, years ago, who knows how long ago this happened? And they're still scorched from the lightning is really, really funny to me. Um, this skit was annoying to me. <laughs> Again, because I felt like it was all scripted out and I know that they had things that they had to cover and they had probably had a line or two that had to be a part of it. Um, and I mean, talking, three people talking as one is going to be 
difficult, but I think it would have been funnier if they didn't have everything planned out so much. Um, one of the best parts of this was when Ross got up and smacked one of them, and then Britta felt it at the same time, and Sherry Pie just kind of stood there, and that's when she gave up and walked out and said, fuck this. And then the other two were like, we're two girls with two girls with one brain, and Britta's like, it's over, let's go. Um, and Aiden was just there standing and then ran out the door. It was, that was, that really, it ended well, um, which is what I think it needed to do. Um, so overall, I, I liked it. It wasn't my favorite. That would have been obviously the Del Rio trio, but I did enjoy this one. So take a listen. that is the whole idea of it and that is what they did for the entire time um they created a song which i thought was actually kind of funny um but again i think it was part of the the script they asked for a word um and charo said i can't even remember what she said there once was a man from mississippi because she couldn't say mississippi and so they threw that into it as their opening and then when they every time they referred to him, they called him. There was a man from Miss Mississippi. Um, it was funny. That was the fun. Was funny. I will admit that. Um, so I did enjoy it. Um, I thought they were great. Um, it felt like Britta was kind of leading this whole thing. Um, once they were, once they had their whole concept and thing going. Um, so I'm not sure um, why Sherry Pie was the standout. Um, but we'll talk about that in a bit um our runway this week was buttons and bows um i was very excited for this because buttons and bows make me happy um we had some really good looks um we had some really bad looks and i'm gonna start with um my two least favorite looks which were aiden zane who put zero effort into this look. It was a sweater dress that she probably bought at the store. I don't even know what, I can't even say what store she bought that at because I don't know where you would get it. Maybe Walmart or, or Target um, because it looked cheap. And nothing against cheap. You can make a, a cheap dress look $1,000. Um, trust me, I've done it. Um, and... <laughs> She put some bows around the top. She put buttons all over her boots. And then my favorite part of her look was actually her ugly old wig that she keeps using, but she covered it in, in those old-fashioned plastic barrettes that were bows. And it looked fantastic when you could see it on the back of her head. Um, you couldn't see it on the front of her head because her hair was so small that it, did, it was just flat against her. And so you couldn't really see it till she turned around. Um, but this outfit was... She put zero effort into this outfit, and I think it was terrible. Um, it was my least favorite look. My next least favorite look was, in fact, Dahlia Sin. Um, the judges seemed to like this, and maybe it looked amazing in person, but it looked awful 
on TV. It looked awful in pictures. It had, she had no concept. Um, I think she had this bow on her head at first and then turned it into rabbit ears so she could pretend that that's what she was supposed to be doing. Um, but it was ugly. Um, I didn't get it. It was wrinkly. It looked bad. Her face looked great. Um, and I actually liked the ears, but it had nothing to do with the rest of her outfit. So it was terrible. Um, and my two favorite looks were from Sherry Pie. I thought this look by Florence Dilly was stunning. Um, it was so well thought out and so creepy. Um, when she took off the button glasses and had the dead eyes underneath, it was spectacular. Um, this was a, a great, a great look. Um, I give all the credit to Florence Dilly. I will give some credit to Sherry Pie because she did put herself together in it. Um, but the costume is really, really what sold this for me. Um, and my favorite look of the week was Jan's as the voodoo doll. Um, I know there's some controversy over this right now um, about stealing, and I say that in quotes, um, the concept from other people. And I mean, I if you would, if you told me she stole it from someone, I would have said Yavska from Drag Dragula. But apparently that's not the one who was all bent out of shape about it. And now the name is has left my mind of who it was. Um, it was Loris from Dragula, I believe season one, um, saying that she had two looks that were similar to them. Neither were voodoo dolls. One was a scarecrow and one was a witch, but it was the same fabric um, that was used, the same kind of stitching, the same face reveal. Um, and so she just felt like her concept was stole, not the outfit, but this outfit was so well done and so put together and the giant bow on her head just made me live. Um, she did not need the skirt to do a reveal. I didn't need that because the body underneath the skirt looked fantastic. I think the mask reveal was enough. Um, and it was my favorite look of the week. And that's all I'm going to say about it. I don't care if, if she quote unquote stole it, um, or borrowed the concept. Um, I think it was well executed and looked fantastic. So it was my favorite look. Um, but let's hear what the judges think. Sorry, this was the introduction to the runway. And our judges. <laughs> Welcome to the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race. Second runner-up of South Plainfield's Got Talent 1987, Michelle Passage. My favorite line about the Sunflies ever. Um, it made me laugh. So good. From so you think you can yodel, it's Ross Matthews. Yodely she who. <laughs> and from Brown Eye for the Straight Guy, it's Carson Cressley. Oh, actually, it was Pink Eye, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> and the fabulous Olivia Munn. Welcome. Rue, if loving you is wrong, I want to be the worst. <laughs> For the first time this season, we brought all of our queens together and challenged them to improv the house down. And tonight on the runway, category is buttons and bows. Gentlemen, start your engines and may the best woman win. All right, so that... <laughs> That was obviously introducing the judges and the runway. Um, I already went through the runway, so I'm not going to talk about it again. 
Um, Olivia Munn is a guest judge. I'll talk about that. I didn't think she was that great. I honestly, I know who she is, but I can never remember what she's been in. Um, that's all I can say. I don't, I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I can't think of a single thing that I know that she was in. And I know I've seen things that she's in, but it's just so unmemorable to me. Um, and they gave her a terrible line uh, to say to Rue, which I thought was just dreadful. Um, but let's move on to the judge's thoughts. Welcome, ladies. When I call your name, please step forward. Widow Von Du. Jada Essence Hall. Jan. Rockham Sakura. Gigi Good. Aiden Zane. Britta. Ladies, you are all safe. You may leave the stage. There you have it. You have your safe girls. Um, that Those were all safe. They are... I'm not going to objectify to any of that because I think it's all realistic. Um, but we have, then we have left, uh, Dahlia Sin, Heidi and Closet, Jackie Cox, Crystal Method, Nikki Doll, um, and Sherry Pie. Those are your tops and bottoms. I think it's pretty clear who's the top and who the bottom of this group. We have Dahlia, Crystal, and Nikki in the bottom. And we have Heidi, Jackie, and Sherry Pie in the top. Um, pretty fair. Heidi and Jackie were obviously in the same group. Um, the one they left out was Gigi because she didn't do anything. So I think that's fair. She looked great on the runway. Um, even though she did not have a visible bow and then tried to say that she did have a bow on in her Instagram story and flashed her vagina, which had a little tiny bow on it. I am of the belief that she did not have a bow on the runway and she just put that on for a photo shoot later um, because otherwise we would have seen it. Um, so no, I don't think she had a bow. Um, but obviously those are the, those Heidi and Jackie were on the same team. And then in the bottom, we had Dahlia, Crystal, and uh, Nikki Dahl. And Dahlia was the only one from her team up there. And Nikki Dahl and Crystal were on the same team with Widow. And Widow was thrown safe because she was the funniest one in that group. Um, so it was a little weird. Uh, Dahlia is convinced she's not in the bottom two. And that it will be Crystal and Nikki lip syncing. Um, and when you feel that way, it is never a good sign for you. Um, so obviously she was in the bottom. Um, but let's listen to the ju judges' decisions. Welcome back, ladies. I've made some decisions. Heidi. You're safe. You may join the other girls. I thought Heidi could have won this episode. Sherry Pie. Congratulations. You are the winner of this week's challenge. Thank you so much. You've won a cash prize of $5,000. Thank you. Jackie Cox. You're safe. Thank you. Nikki Doll, your buttons and bows are tray chic, but your improv was a little weak. Dolly Sin, you're a beautiful queen, but 
But the judges had some beef with your broccoli. That's Ruth's best pun ever. Squirrel Scout, you've got real potential. But the judges weren't nuts about your improv. Crystal Method. You're safe. And Dahlia is pissed. She we thought Crystal the was the worst. Nikki Doll and Dahlia Sin. I'm sorry, my dears, but you are up for elimination. Oh my god, I'm so pissed. I really don't agree with Ruth saying that I should be in the bottom two. Bitch, no. Two queens, stand before me. Ladies, this is your last chance to impress me and save yourself. From the time has come. Would you lip sync for your life? I deserve to stay and I'm going to fight for my spot. Bitch, I'm not going home. Good luck. And don't forget all right, so we have Dahlia and Nikki in the bottom. But let's talk about the winner first, Sherry Pie. Um, people are were surprised that Sherry Pie won. Um, I'm not terribly surprised. They obviously went back and edited this episode heavily um, to get Sherry Pie out of it as much as possible. And that is why people, I think, are surprised that she won because she wasn't shown very much. But I think this was an afterthought and not how the show was originally done. But in the wake of all the things, they tried, they cut her out of everything they possibly could, which mainly is um, her confessionals. We had zero confessionals from her as compared to the week before when she was kind of the voice of that episode. Um, and we also didn't get to see the walk, the workroom walkthrough with Rue of that group. Um, it was cut out completely. Um, and so I think, yeah, it, I think part of the problem with this episode was that they re-edited it. Um, it was probably a better episode uh, before they re-edited it, but they needed to just to take care of it. Um, I will also say that Cherry Pie did not get $5,000 in the wake of all of this. It was donated to the Trevor Project, which I think is super smart on World of Wonder and RuPaul's part. Um, it makes sense. Um, I hope they continue to do that if Sherry Pie wins again and wins $5,000. Um, but we time will tell, and we will see what happens. But Sherry Pie is the winner of this episode. Again, I think with the editing is why we no one really thought she should have won. It, um, I would have given it to Heidi because I thought Heidi was great and I loved her runway. Her runway was fun to me. Um, if not her, then Jackie, because Jackie was stellar in the challenge. Her runway was not the best, um, but certainly not the worst either. Um, to me, it was it was adequate um, and, and safe. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand how Sherry Pie won and that how they picked her out of that group of the three of them when the other two were just safe and Sherry Pie was the only one up there. Um, so again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's the editing, but who knows. Um, but back to Dahlia and Nikki. Um, they are going to lip sync for their life. Um, Dahlia, as she said, is pissed. Um, and as we find out in Untucked, it's mainly because she thought Crystal was the worst um, this week and would be in the bottom. And when she was sent home as sent back as safe um Dahlia didn't know what to do um she still thought she was going to beat Nikki but um 
I think it really, really threw her off um, when when Crystal was sent back. And I think the reason Crystal was sent back is because she actually tried in the challenge. She didn't do well, but she tried. The other two just didn't do anything. Um, her runway, I did not personally like, but a lot of people did. Um, I just didn't enjoy it. People are criticizing her makeup. It's her style, so I, I give her a pass for that because that's her makeup that she does. Um, but Rue loves her. Um, she called her fucking fas fascinating um, out of drag and wants her to figure out how to put that into her drag. And it's true. There is something about Crystal that you want to see more from her um, because I think she is fascinating. She's interesting. She's friendly. She's polite. She's a total goofball in and out of drag. And I love that. And I think that is infectious and what people want to see. So I think that's part of the reason she was safe. Um, I mean, the real reason is Rue likes her. That's the only reason she was safe. Um, but she is. And so we're going to have a lip sync uh, between Dahlia and Nikki to Ariana Grande and um, that rapper whose name has left me. It'll come to me once I once we're done with this. Um, but we're going to have a lip sync between them to uh, Problems by Ariana Grande and company because I can't think of her name. Iggy Azalea. Sorry about that. Here we go. because I wanted you to hear what she said at the end. Um, she said, I'm so over it. I'm so fucking pissed. Um, this is not the way to go out on RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, Dahlia lost this lip sync. It was, this lip sync was terrible by both of them. I will say that. Um, Nikki claims that it was because she couldn't move around in that dress. I'm going to tend to believe her because I have seen her perform live and she does move around um, in a dancing outfit when she has one on. And so I, I'm going to believe her for now. Um, but it wasn't a great lip sync. However, Dahlia didn't know the words to the rap. Um, she was just kind of standing there trying to be pretty, looking, trying to be sexy. Um, she didn't move around very much. She, I don't know if she couldn't move around. Um, it was just, she was, she was worse by default from not knowing the words and that's all there is to it. Um, and I think also Nikki Doll has 
two things going for her this episode um, for the win. One, RuPaul loves her. Um, RuPaul talked about her, talks about her on her podcast. Um, what's the tea? She's mentioned her three times, I think, now. Um, and by name, which names she does not ever remember on that fucking podcast. Um, she can never remember their names or what season they're on, um, but she knows Nikki Doll. And two, RuPaul wanted to say, Enchanté, you stay. Um, that's the, well, <laughs> that is probably the main reason that Nikki stayed is because Ru just wanted to say that. Um, but Dahlia Sin leaves the stage. She did thank the judges and then walked off the stage, had no exit line, um, maybe because she's not witty or smart. Um, I don't know. Um, or maybe she was just pissed, like she said a number of times. But when the girls said, we love you, Dahlia, she just put her hands up to shut them up and it pissed me off. Um, you do not leave that way. It is shows poor sportsmanship. It shows a lack of respect for these other queens and for the judges and shows that you are just a petty bitch. You said you were petty in your um, Meet the Queens video. This is when we got to see it happen. She, she did apologize later at the end of Untucked when she was leaving, saying that's not the way she should leave. But I think she was just trying to save pay face because she wants to make some money after this show is over. Um, which right now, who knows is really going to happen because the coronavirus has taken over the world. There's going to be no tours. There's no drag con. Um, so... You're going to go back to being a bar queen for now once the bars reopen. Um, so, yeah, right now you need to to kiss as much ass as you can because you left on a bad note. Um, I can't wait to see how the queens react to it um, on the next at the beginning of the next episode, which aired tonight, but I have not watched yet. Um, so we will see what happens with that. But let's check out what's happening next week. Um, so you didn't get much from that little clip, but what I will tell you is that we are having a ball. It's going to be three looks, and the first look is, I believe, a sporty look, an actual sporty look that they have to put together. The second look is a basketball wives kind of glamour, rich lady look. And the third look, they actually have to design and create in the workroom, and it is made out of all different kinds of balls. Um, so I'm excited about this. This is our first design challenge. I think some queens are going to excel and some are going to completely fail. Um, I think Jada and Gigi obviously have the upper hand because they do design and make their costumes. I know Gigi makes a lot of her own. I mean, Gigi's mom makes a lot of hers, but I think she said that she designs them with her and she said that she does know how to sew and make things. So I think she has a little bit of an upper hand in that. And I think uh, some queens are going to struggle um, making cost making things for themselves because they don't do that. Um, I'm going to throw it out there and say Britta is one uh, because she admitted she doesn't sew. Um, and um, that scares me because um, Britta is a great queen. Uh, she is a New York queen. She's the best in New York if you ask her. Um, 
and she really is going if you see her out in the round um but i've always said sometimes the best queens on the scene are not great at drag race and that has proved time and time again look at trixie mattel she's a great queen if you go see her live she's terrible on this show both times even though she won what the second time around um so that's the way it is um so those that's that's my prediction for next week um i think Britta's gonna struggle um sherry pie might as well be might as well because i don't know if she sews and i know that all of her stuff is made by florence delee um he has come out and said he made 17 looks for her um this season and he made Britta's uh for the run the bows and uh buttons runway as well so it'll be interesting to see what happens uh this week uh which i'm going to watch in about a half an hour um when it's available to me because i don't have vh1 anymore um but that's all i have today i'm sorry this was so late everyone um i will do better this week um i may try to do a little uh Google Meetup, Hangout, whatever they're called, um, to discuss it with other people. So it's not just me here rambling on and on and on about nothing. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I can only do so much. Um, and if I can do that, it might even be a video one because I can do video from that. We shall see. Speaking of which, you can go see my toot and boot videos from this week with David Hubby and Joey Mirabali. We do this every week. It is on my YouTube page, which is bhbrown13. That's B-H-B-R-O-W-N-1-3. Um, you can find links to all my social medias on my webpage, which is sashayawaywithberry.com. I'm not going to spell that out. It is just like it sounds, sashay away with Barry. Barry is B-A-R-R-Y. Um, that's the one I'll spell for you, dot com. Uh, you can find follow Sashay with Barry on Instagram as well. We do our own little toot and boot uh, of the runway look poll. It is up on my Insta story, usually on Sundays, sometimes on Mondays. So just follow me there and check around. Or you can follow my Facebook page, which is RuPaul's Drag Race Sashay Away with Barry. Um, also, you can find that on my website. Um, but I post there when once that the Insta story is up, I post it there so you can be notified when it is there. You can go cast your votes and we talk about it on the Toots and Boots recap that we do every week. Um, so lots of uncontact. I just want to tell everyone that I want you all to stay safe out there. Please take care of yourself. Um, we are all in kind of social distancing isolation right now. Um, chat with people online. You can write comments on here. You can reach out to me. I am happy to talk to you. I have lots of free time. I'm working from home for the next so many weeks. I don't even know. We, we're, our, my building is closed at work, so I am at home. Um, I will be here probably until at least April 20th, possibly all the way through May 30th, depending on circumstances that happen and arise. Um, so reach out, stay connected, and I love you all. Thanks for listening. Bye.